everyone to another episode of Rooftop Perspectives. There is no subject. I really wanted to come up here and just meditate, but I didn't do a rooftop today. I didn't do one yesterday. I'm not slacking off, but I go with the flow. And even though I don't have a definitive topic that I want to speak about because there's just so much going on in the world, so much going on in our lives, in our universes, right, that we neglect that, then sometimes it's just good to go with the flow. Go with the flow and just let nature happen. You know, too many times we have an idea of how we want our reality to be. And it does sound like there might be a storm coming. The clouds are diffuse, but they're there, so I don't know where it's going to come from. And like I said, the moon is directly above me. It's really strange. What, what does that mean when the moon is like directly above you, man, right over my head? Um, I haven't seen that too much. And I know you can hear the winds, but that's okay. I'm going to keep on going until I start to feel the drops and have to get this electronic equipment out of here. But this is not going to be a super long one anyway. What I mean to say is that we have an idea and we plan. And I'm big on that. I plan a lot. Uh, I stick to my plan unless something comes around to change that, an emergency or something profound that I discovered that would make my plan even better. So when I plan something, the only two things that could change my plan is something that I find out to be a better approach, a better action to my plan, or maybe an emergency where I have to abandon it altogether or just put it to the side because of something that's out of my control. But I feel that many of us are too rigid. Many of us are too rigid to the plan. That sometimes, even though you have your plan and you're executing it, you plan your work and you work your plan, when we run into not necessarily uh, a slump or an emergency, but sometimes there's a sense of detachment where you instinctively know that I should be still. But then you have another part of your mind that says, uh-uh, we're going to stick to the plan, you have to forge forward. That's where the problems begin. Because oftentimes, your instinct can tell you things, that inner voice can tell you things, that third eye can tell you things that your conscious mind, your logical mind can't. Things that you can feel and can't see. You see, when we plan, we plan on the things that we see. But I like to stress often that we're dealing with an unseen world here. We're dealing with a world and energy that we can't see. Those forces that we can't see, that, that push against us like wind going against us when we're walking in one direction, like that person on your job who always makes things difficult for you when you are trying to attempt to finish a task or they're trying to make you look bad or make you get fired, that spouse who is manipulative and will not talk to you and give you the silent treatment because they want to manipulate you into something that they've been manipulated in and they know that you're not going to go for it. There's just so many ways that these forces will come against you, but you have to sometimes be still. If a day or two has to go by when you don't move forward with your plan, it's not a loss. You still have your plan. You didn't lose what you attained up to that point. But to sit there and supernova out and to freak out and to have this inner turmoil because of these forces that you have yet to learn the origin and where they're coming from, it can knock you off your plan. And that's what the negative entities in the world want, want to do. So sometimes I come up here and I talk for an hour and a half. Sometimes I come up here and talk for 20 minutes. I don't know how long this is going to last. It may be where the rain will, will run me in. It may turn into something different and something hits me to talk in my heart and I'll talk a little longer. But I go with the flow with everything that I do. There is no, there's a righteous sense of urgency and there's a reckless sense of urgency. Because we are not machines. We feel that we have to always 
strive to attain this certain level. Every time a basketball player has a great game, there may be another game that may not be so great, but he can't let that freak come out to stop him and have a complex to not have another great game. And what constitutes a great game? Um, there are things that we have that we call obstacles. And when we have to deal with those obstacles, it's not always a pretty sight. It can set us back a week or two, a month, because we have an obstacle in our way. But you'll say, I didn't have a chance to do this, and I didn't have a chance to do that and get this done. But the obstacle sat you down and made you learn a lesson that was so great for you that will make you understand the energies around you where you can cut through it because you've been through this before. I mentioned it on the show earlier. Angelo Dundee, the boxing trainer who trained Muhammad Ali the uh, majority of his career from before he won the championship in 64 all the way to the end. He also began to train Sugar Ray Leonard, who was an Olympic gold medalist in 1976. And Angelo Dundee, I'm quite sure, in working with Muhammad Ali and learning his temperament and having to teach him fundamentals, all, fundamentals even though he had natural athletic ability and skills, which can be a challenge, right? Um, if you have the natural ability, you can break the rules of what other people do and have to learn to get the job done. Sugar Ray Leonard was also a very talented fighter. Strong in many ways, Muhammad Ali was strong, and also he had his own unique temperament, but they both were superstars, right? Now, in training Sugar Ray Leonard from the Olympics, and now you turn into a pro, you're a professional fighter now, it's a whole different ball game. You're fighting multiple rounds. Back then it was 15 rounds as opposed to three. Um, you're not fighting against guys who have certain, uh, certain styles from certain countries, like Russians fight, Russian fighters fight a little different than European fighters. European fighters have a more stand-up style. That's not what you're going to see in the professional uh, ranks. So what Angelo Dundee did, he took Sugar Ray Leonard and he made sure that he fought so many different types of fighting styles to prepare him for when he's at the top of his game and all types of talented fighters will be at the top and coming at him with multiple skills and skill sets. So let's just say for example to make it simple, he may have thrown him in with a fighter in a six round fight or an eight round fight when you first start you know you want to build up your stamina you don't start fighting ten round fights at first back in those days now they cut it down to twelve for championship fights but it was fifteen so you had to be developed as a fighter and I know people in the fight world would kind of agree with me with this right well he may have put him in the ring with a fighter who was rugged very strong durable had a heavy punch but might have been kind of slow so that's to get him trained and ready for a guy or a person who has multiple skills who has that side of them in them where he's got to watch out for that punch. But the punch might have been coming slow. But when you're fighting somebody and they get you up against the ropes, there's nowhere to go. You're going to feel that blow. You're going to feel those punches. So the main goal was how do you deal with a person with a heavy punch? Now the next fight might have been against a taller, lankier fighter who had a longer reach. He didn't have much of a punch but he moved a lot and he was fast. He had speed. How do you deal with a rangier fighter that you have to reach for to reach him because they got longer arms, but they're fast, right? Now, maybe there's another guy who is a great counterpuncher. Every time you throw, they don't never, counterpunchers really don't lean toward starting the action out and throwing punches at you. They kind of sit back in the cut and they watch what you do and they come with something. They come with an answer. That's what they say, counterpuncher. They counter you. Now counterpunchers can dismantle 
different types of fighters, like an aggressive fighter, a counterpuncher counter can, can hurt one, rip them apart, and embarrass them if they don't have any style. So you have to have patience with a counterpuncher. And if you're a counterpuncher or lean toward that, you can have a very boring fight that stinks to join out because the both of you are waiting to see what the next person is going to throw, right? I can go on and on and on with examples. You can have that guy who just doesn't get tired. He has great stamina. But he may have two or three of those aforementioned skills, which makes it more difficult because you can't lump one fighter into any one category when you start to go higher and higher. Most fighters on a higher level, they all do everything great. Some may be on a B level with one particular still an A and an A minus or A plus, so it's really tight. You better know what you're doing. So you bring yourself up slowly. Angelo Dundee brought Sugar Ray Leonard up slowly through the ranks to introduce him to different styles. So when he met elements of those styles, even in one fighter, if that one fighter was a southpaw and he jabs with his right hand, that can be confusing to you. So he had to fight some of those also. So if a fighter switches up or a fighter in the same fight turns into a counterpuncher or he's slugging with you, if he switches up his attack, you're ready for it on a spiritual level in this life many of us wing it many of us were not trained to understand the different energies that are around us and we're not trained to know how to adapt on the spot when people around us who are in our circles not just the strangers because the strangers will come and go you may have a negative incident or confrontation with one but you let it go but it's still those energies but when the negative energies infiltrate your private life to the people who are in your circle who should be in your corner and they switch up on you, you got to say to yourself, okay, we're not going to relieve them of responsibility of giving in to that urge to operate on a lower level against you because you have to understand what it is. I can't say it's not them because most people who do things think about it first and they allow themselves to do it. But a lot of times they don't know what they're doing. They're reactionary. Their mind is somewhere else and they're used as a puppet for the negative energies that are around you that are waiting like that little girl to jump in on double dutch and they're just rocking back and forth and waiting, waiting, waiting for you to have a misunderstanding. And then now they jump in a person and get in their head and suggest certain things. At that time, two months ago, he said this to you, he's saying the same thing or try to flare up misunderstandings. And those, we have, we have some of us who work along with these negative forces because now we want, we're so full of pride that we don't want to apologize. We don't want to say, you know what, that wasn't me or it was me and I allowed it. So now when you throw the human element of being stubborn, non-communicative and full of pride, you got problems. So you have to know as an individual to preserve yourself. You have to know how to back up and detach and let them hold on to the negative energies that have gotten to them. You hold on to that, but you're not going to have a fight with me. Leave out. Close the door. Do what you do. You want to isolate? I'm taking a run out and I'm going to have a great time. So you sat up there thinking you're going to cut somebody off. But in actuality, I went out and made my own party, either outside or within my head. You see, when people get into that, I'm going to make him pay because he didn't obey me and he didn't follow me. So we're going to cut him off. Listen, there's a lot of times back in the day I was purposely not invited to a party. I didn't have to run and make my own party, but I have the mentality where I am my own party and I have my own energy and it's going to be real sweet to be around it. So what do I need anything on the outside who's motivated and pumped up thinking they have the key to my happiness where really and truly you have the key to your happiness.
So what keeps me going on? It's that mentality and that mindset that I'm self-sufficient emotionally and I do not need you if you have a trap for me or you want to infiltrate your way into my life and start playing games. But then again, we should not be defensive all the way. We should always give someone new a chance. And if you hold on to the old, you're not able to gain the new. But if you hold on to the old, you'll never get the new. But if you get rid of the old but hold on to the toxicity they gave you, you're still not going to be able to enjoy the new because you got the stench of the former situation around you. And like I said a lot of times, we make decisions on something that we need to lay back and let the Creator do His work. The Creator will give you every single thing you need. These particular days presently, I am a very happy man. Every single thing that I ever desired, I have. It's been granted to me. And sometimes and oftentimes, we can't, I'm a very giving person, but sometimes you have to say, you know what? This one here is for me. This one here I'm gonna enjoy. There's nothing wrong with me indulging and enjoying what my little heart desired because those around me sought and worked so hard to keep me from the things that I enjoyed. Now I have it. So I'm, am I gonna go to the, the, the evil entities that act like the IRS so you gotta report everything that you gained? No. As you indulge in your secret happiness, and I'm not saying a secret, but you have your private life. That's you laughing at those who think they have power over you. I'm gonna deny him this, and he's not gonna get this from me. Well, you might be withholding something, but there's someone else who's so abundant in giving what you hold, and what you're holding is gonna get stale. And you're not making anybody hurt. You're not depriving anybody. I mean, if one restaurant closes its doors on you and say, you can't come in here and eat, this food is not for you. Guess what? There's 10, 15, 20, 25 other restaurants that say, Lance, sir, come right on in. So whatever you want, don't run it down, but just sit back and let the universe assess the situation and say, wait a second. You deserve this. You have deprived yourself of this and sacrificed your, you know, all your wants and needs to achieve this goal and someone else in your circle has a secret resentment for you to control you or a secret resentment for you because you're not allowed to have up to so much pleasure. And I don't mean carnal pleasure, but then again, I could mean that too. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't mean that it's not that. It just doesn't have to be that. But the main thing is that in fulfilling yourself, your soul, your being, what you were put here to do, you owe it to yourself to live the fullest life that you can possibly live and enjoy yourself as long as you're not hurting anybody or depriving anybody of certain things. Because there are a lot of damaged people out here who, since they're incapable of sharing love and giving love and really making you feel good on all levels, they get resentful at the fact, I don't know where this is coming from, I'm just gonna flow with it. They get resentful at the fact that you are a giver of love and you can receive it. And because they're damaged, they want you to suffer the consequences of them not wanting to heal themselves. So you gotta suffer what they suffer. And sometimes in your loving, kind, giving heart, you gave up the desires of your life to cater to them 
and love them and say, I'm going to sit down with you while you heal. And after so many years, you realize I ain't trying to heal. I'm toxic. This happened to me and I'm going to hold it in like a person who ate a bad meal and they ain't going to do to it out. They're just going to sit there. And there are people who have knotted things in their life that they can't release. You ever have a knot in your shoe that you just can't seem to get out? You take things and stick it in there, a pen, a needle to try to pull these things and it's not coming out? Eventually, if you do it smart, you can. But many people have knotted, gnarled, tied up emotions and trauma and distress inside of them and they don't even care about correcting it so they can free themselves up to live a full life. Now here you are. This can be a wife, a husband, a lover, a friend, somebody, a close friend for decades and decades and you see it clear. You've untied all your knots. You've freed yourself up from these restrictions and you're ready to go into life and enjoy it. And guess what? You're sitting next to you. They ain't moving nowhere. They ain't even gonna acknowledge, I ain't got no problems. There ain't nothing wrong with me. What you mean I need to heal up? I ain't gonna go to no therapy. And you mean you have to suffer for that? And you've been given one life? And, and you try to help them, but they refuse year after year after year? And their toxicity gets even more stink? You show these people kindness and you show them love and they get to treat you like you're the enemy and you're trying to help them. And anything that you do to move forward is a threat to them and they will passively detach their support of you to pay you back for not sitting down in one spot and, and being part of the living dead. Because that's what they are. They're the living dead. They don't want to make progress. They just want to sit down and, ha and avoid thinking about certain things and untying themselves from their trauma. But you are making a violation when you bypass that or you back away from that to say, listen, there's been so many years that you've been dealing with this, but you don't want to talk about it. But this is the fact of the matter why you act this way. You have choked off your ability to live. And you can't expect me to not want to enjoy each sunny day and meet wonderful people. Not everybody's wonderful now. Don't mean to throw yourself out there. But in you moving through the world, you know who's who. And you may only have two or three in your life or even one. But give you that chance. Instead of sitting here like a kid, punished, looking out the window because they did something wrong and they can't go outside. They're on punishment and they're watching their friends and the other children outside play. And they want to come out there so bad. And they're sitting here mad. You think that they would learn after a while of being punished so much that they would want to do the right thing. But many of us as people who are in trauma, have trauma, don't want to clean ourselves up so we can be the fullest and, and vibrating person and vibrating to the highest. We, have, we, we avoid that, but we expect everybody else to sit down on punishment like us. I'll try to make you feel better. I might hang out and not go out and play with the other children and sit up in the room with you while you're in your self-inflicted punishment of not wanting to heal yourself from the traumas that you have gone through from childhood on the way up. But if you're not realizing that you made a mistake as to why your parents put you in that room as punishment, if you can't learn that, don't be mad at me when you see me outside playing. I'm waving at you like, hey, you'll learn one day. So now, many times in life, in our kindness, and wanting to love this person who really and truly makes you question if they love themselves. Makes you question if they want to live life. You don't have to pay or pick up the tab 
for somebody else's trauma past a certain point. And how many of us bear the weight of something that happened to another person? The trauma that is still there alive and the person that gave them some of this trauma is dead, buried and gone and they still bear the weight of this thing. And if they're not dead, buried and gone, they're out there just shucking and jiving, lollygagging out in the world, enjoying themselves and you're the only one to trauma and you mean I'm supposed to walk in with the big wings that I have to fly high and sit there, I'll do it for a little while. But if you don't look to seek help for yourself, I can't do it but for so long. So you nurture your trauma. You hug up your trauma. Go to sleep with your trauma. Have wonderful moments with your trauma because I can't, I can't pull it no more. And I can't feel guilty. And don't make them or allow them to make you feel guilty for not picking up the tab for their trauma. Because you have done right by yourself. Maybe there were times that you were traumatized or had certain toxic situations go on. Or maybe you have been toxic or the one who gave trauma. But you made amends and apologized and you made amends and raised yourself up from that level of existence and now you're free of it. And it's so hard to be free of it sometimes. As adults, it can take decades and decades and decades for things to be purged out of our system. But a lot of us, we put the righteous covering on. And when we go around, we have things in our head that we're walking around perpetually depressed and we're some of the greatest actors in the whole world because when somebody asks you, how are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm fine. Everything's okay. I'm alright. That's the public face. But when you're behind closed doors, the way you treat your family, the way you treat your, your spouse, the way you treat others in your circle, and even some who are not in your circle, but they think that you're in your circle, you give them the public face. And so people begin to notice, you ain't really hanging around homeboy no more. You don't really bring that significant other out to the uh, events anymore. They don't, they don't, well, that's what's going on. Isn't it obvious? And after a time, when you are a positive person who makes sure to keep, your keep yourself trauma-free and not allowing any dysfunctional situations to come at you in this life, guess what? Other people who are at that point in their life, they gravitate towards you. And you have the wonderful conversations. And you have the quality time. And you have the things that you always yearn for. What do you do? You walk away from it. Nature and our creator will always give us what we need. Sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes we get it and we're so foolish and we let it go. But when you have something good come to you in this life, let me tell you, I don't care what the situation is or how it looks. When you're gifted with something so special, you got to say to yourself, you know what? I've been waiting years for this. This one here is for me. I ain't letting this one go. I ain't letting this one go. I don't care what nobody says. Look, you raise your children to become adults. They still want to remind you, and I'm not talking about myself now. They still remind you of things that you should have done and all of these things they help to bring up trauma, maybe from another spouse or their father or mother or whoever, and they keep it alive. They fight the battles of their parent against you. No, you go on and spend your life with that narrative. As long as you did the right thing and maybe left it, sometimes to, to do the right thing is to leave a toxic situation alone. Oftentimes, 
you can't be the one to be the Superman or the Superwoman to clean it up. Who who died and made you in charge for somebody else's life in the glen? Do I have to go up and down all these houses and knock on the door and say, Hi, how you doing? Um, I'm just concerned about the well-being of your home and the cleanliness of your home. Did you take out the garbage today? Okay, I'll take it out for you. What? It's up to the people who have homes and apartments or where they live to take out their own damn garbage. Now, if they're struggling with a couple of bags and you happen to be walking down the street and you don't have super clean clothes on, you say, okay, I'll help you. But you're helping them on something they're already doing. It doesn't mean you have to, and they're going to sit down and go to sleep and they done piled up garbage for months and you, that's your job? No, you live in a stinking house. You live in a place where it's full of stench. Where there's vermin and rodents and flies and bugs and roaches and maggots coming around. That's what you want. That's what you get. When you are toxic and you don't want to clean yourself up from the trauma that you've endured, unfortunately, you might be a victim, yes. But unfortunately, we are the ones, when, when we are victims, we are the ones that have to clean up the mess of what was done to us. That is our responsibility, unfortunately. It'd be nice if they come back and say, hey, I was sorry, let me help you heal. But they were the ones that did this to you and you might not like it because you may not want to see him or be around with them. But it's up to you to clean that up. It's up to you to deal with that. Because the bottom line, you're gonna to have to walk with this burden all your life. But don't expect somebody else to sit there and agree. I commit, making a marriage. I commit to being with you your whole life. I commit to not doing the things that I love and give that up, to just sit there and be with you who don't want to heal who want to sit down and just act depressed and the minute I say let's live you don't talk to me anymore because you're not manipulating me into being into that place where you are I commit to giving up all happiness that I have I commit to not enjoying stuff I commit to not enjoying great orgasms great meals and great restaurants great travel I commit to not laughing and vibing and feeling free now that I reach to a point in my life that I'm free I commit to being part of the living dead. Bullshit. <laughs> no, no, no. I understand life a whole lot more. And I'm telling you, you don't have to be guilty for living your life. Don't ever let anybody make you feel guilty for fulfilling yourself, even if they take the toxic sick self. And I'm saying it that way because some people want you to suffer like they do. They don't want a helping hand. They want to pull you down. Because if they were looking to go up and you say, listen, let me help you. Let's get professional help. Let me, let's talk about it as much. I'll be the shoulder that you can cry on. I'll be the ear that you listen to. And they will take you up on that sometime, but they're getting their hands on you now so they can yank you down. And if you sit down with them for a while and say, okay, let me make them feel like they're not alone. You have a loving, giving heart, but they take it for granted. And then if you leave that situation, which is inevitable that you're going to leave it, guess what? They're going to change the narrative. And you're going to be the bad guy. You're going to be the worst. And they'll be sitting there. And they will use you as a way to relieve them of their responsibility to themselves. And it's you. It's your problem. You did this to them. I had a situation where there was a verbal altercation with me and someone who came to my home. And they started blaming me for things that happened 20 years before I knew this person. I'm like, what? 
Yeah, and when this one was a child, uh, uh, their grandfather stepped over the... Huh? So we have so many people that can put, like I always say, you have the right to take chocolate cake icing and spread it pretty all over a pile of feces. But you don't have a right to say that it's chocolate cake. And if you think it's chocolate cake, don't give me none. You think it's cho chocolate cake, you wanna wake up to reality real quick? You take the first bite and you tell me what you're chewing up in your mouth. This is the problem. These people will only choose people who they feel will assist them in their denial. And even after you begin to see the truth of what is, you look around, you say, wait a second, you start to tell them softly, like, hey, uh, we know what you've been through, but um, do you think maybe you might have had something to do with it? And they're looking at you like, like, you, like you did a crime. Because see, these people, they can sit there and tell you about yourself. They can point out your flaws. They can give you advice that they say is an advice that is so rock solid. They can put you down, tell you things, but the minute, the very minute that you say anything about them, not even in a scathing way, but you can say something softly, they fly off and they don't want to hear it and they want to cut off. These people are toxic and will waste your life spinning around in a toxic circle never going anywhere where the beautiful sunrises come up the sunsets go down the beaches the lakes the streams the ponds the nature that happiness in your heart you laugh so deep and you're with people who you love so much what happened to that they don't want this i'm convinced some people just want to wallow in their trauma i'm convinced not everybody, but some. And there are some who are in this depressed state that they can come out of, but they've gotten so used to living in this emotional lack that it has become their lifestyle. Even when you wanna do something and you throw things out to the universe, which you gotta be very careful with these people, right? Who, who hear what you say and throw it out to the universe and they're gonna try to nip it in the bud real quick. You know, you know I think, we got this property but you know I'm gonna go on the other side of the mountain I'm gonna get a little plot of land I'm gonna build me a little small place you know rent it out or maybe we go over here and rent this out as an Airbnb and do something and you start speculating but because these tra traumatized people who are toxic and dysfunctional may be around others who have settled for less guess what they run it by oh you know what you know what they said they well well eh, eh. I don't think it's a good idea. And now you come home and convey that over because you don't want to be the low vibrational people who have no ambition or sense of urgency. I always swing around to that because I cannot stand those types. Those types are like, they're killers in a sense. They will kill you. They will kill your spirit. So when, just the same way when you're playing a card game, you have a hand and now you have to play that hand don't think the person next to you who has their own hand show your hand you showing them how to beat you because they know what you have as far as your hand emotionally mentally spiritually physically financially stop letting people see your hand because eventually you're gonna see what they're really all about if you have a better hand and they're toxic they ain't gonna like it They'll smile with you, but they're going to try to find a way 
to get from you to use you and to shut you down but when it comes time for you to need someone guess what they won't be around they will con you they will tell you how you must we, we're all together in this and we all should bond together it's because they ain't got no damn money in their pocket let's just call it what it is so they come with this you know kumbaya moment to benefit them and many of us and some of us are too damn stupid to see sometimes it's not wrong and it's not bad I said sometimes that in certain situations when you have certain people around you you adopt the mentality of every man for himself when you're around the leeches when you're around the maggots when you're around the takers you must have that mentality because that's their mentality no matter how much they smile with you and tell you how much they respect you and all of this and all of that they're really watching your resources because they know other people can see right through them and you can't so they're going to appeal to you and fill your voids temporarily as far as acting like a friend or a shared culture bringing up things making you feel endeared to them so they can get their hand in your pocket get what they want and toodaloo right but be careful of these people who can't see further than their trauma and, and, and they become lovers with the trauma they go to bed with the trauma they eat with the trauma they take the shower with the trauma they take nice long strolls down the country mountain with the trauma and when they see that you're free of this they will despise you and they will try to bring you some traumatic times because your happiness is a mockery to them how dare you be happy and they're gonna start bringing up reasons why you shouldn't be happy when you state the goals you have first thing out your mouth out their mouth oh do you have money for that oh oh oh, oh. you, you want to go to the gym but do, do, can you get there you don't have a car it's too far you'll be tired by the time you get there or you all have some union or some agreement you may not be husband and wife but it's some kind of business arrangement whatever they start pulling away and calling out on emergencies to make you slip and fall this is why it's so very important for you to be independent with the, away from these people totally let me tell you something there are very few people who are really going to have your genuine interest at hand there are very few people in this life very very few with that being said be careful be careful that you're not being prostituted for something they want out of you they want a status and they want something out of you to use you as a shortcut they're not interested in you to hell with you they see what they can get you have to make adjustments and you have to say to yourself for this point for me it's every man for myself or every man for themselves we have children sometimes that don't want to get up on their feet and they know that you're always going to be a safety net so they can come to you for money or come to you for sustenance when they're going to have to learn how to stand on their own two feet and it comes a point where if you don't you'll be raising a whole new set of a whole new generation of children while they're out at the club or they're partying or they're out there not really having to budget they know that they have the bank of mommy or the bank of daddy or the bank of and they can come and drop their child off oh could you babysit i gotta work overtime but they're really going to the club it happens all the time so sometimes you got to purge yourself of these energies and say listen I'm shutting down for a little while when you shut down you will see what's around you when you block up the hole that the roaches walk through in the wall you'll see them piling up like 
where's the hole and you'll see all these roaches you're like okay that's where y'all go when you clean up under the refrigerator don't drop any food under there there's no food for the roaches to get you understand and human beings can oftentimes be worse than roaches because they know exactly what they want out of you okay my phone is singing and I know I'm not going to be on for long but I just wanted to touch this for a little while because there's so many things that we have to ponder on an unseen level that are affecting us and draining us and so me especially with certain individuals I may know well I know how they come in I'll take a look at it oh, okay this this this, this the, out of the 16 personalities you got I know which one I'm dealing with and I can adjust to it accordingly but I still don't want to be around people like that there are people in your life sometimes now you can't get away from because of their positioning in your life but what you can do is slowly pack your bags like that runaway slave slowly get yourself right in the head slowly know where you're going slowly knowing why you've been gifted this new individual or these new individuals who have your best interests in mind so that one day when they come to play their games there's no canvas for them to paint the picture of trauma and dysfunction on stop being that canvas for these people they don't want to help themselves but they want to dump on you they don't want to take out their own garbage they want to throw their garbage on you and it's your responsibility isn't that something oh no once had a neighbor a long time ago. They had a tree in their yard. A tall tree. I mean, it was like about three stories tall. And the houses were like three stories tall with the attic. But this was beyond. So we had paid because the branches were coming over. And I said, we split the price. We did most of the work. So I'll never forget this. It was an Indian man from Guyana. They call them coolies, right? And these were some, not all, but these were some low vibrational people, these particular people, right? Because we came together to work on this thing. And the tree was mostly over in our yard. So we paid this guy to chop down most of the branches where it was only the trunk going up in the main part of the tree with some short branches that we had cut short. So we got the rope or we got chain. We got, it was mostly us. They sat and didn't do anything. And they cut the trunk of the tree low and we pulled the tree all the way into our yard. That thing hit the ground. The ground felt like a wooden floor because it was a vibration. Boom, boom. I was like, whoa. And while we saw it coming down slow, we were scared. And when I was moving up the way, I slipped and had to pull away. I got away with enough distance, but that was a scary feeling. So it was so huge and it sat there. So we told them, listen, we'll get together another day. And, um, you can chop this thing up and then now we did all of this work and they helped a little bit but we did two-thirds of the of the financial and a hundred percent of the work so okay the rest is on you we got it down we chopped it up for you you didn't have to do anything a week went by two weeks went by four weeks went by two months went by and i'm like mm, we don't see them no more they make sure that when they see us and they're inside they leave and go the other way so I went to the door and knocked. They didn't answer. So I saw someone who lived in the house, part of their family, and they were coming home and they needed help with some of their packages. So they had to go in and say, come out and help me. They wouldn't do it. I said, well, do you want me? I was slick. I said, you want me to help you inside with your stuff? Oh, sure. 
So I had permission, this young lady went in first, I'm helping with the packages, and there they are sitting up in their living room, looking at me like I'm a ghost. Like, how did he get in here? I said, hi, how are you doing? I've been looking forward to seeing you. I haven't seen you in a while. I wonder why I haven't seen you in a while. I was rubbing it in because I knew why. They didn't want to deal with what they had to deal with as far as their responsibilities. And so, oh, 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 oh you're helping her, oh, oh, oh. I said, well, listen, since I'm here, I think we need to talk about something for a little while. It's been two months since we pulled that tree and spent money and worked so hard. We would like to have the yard clear of it, but we haven't heard from you for the last two months. What is going to happen with the timeline of getting that tree out of my yard? Oh, oh, we were going to tell you. We were going to do it this weekend. Oh, that's so nice of you. So you were going to do it this weekend. Okay, no problem. The weekend came. I didn't expect him to come Friday. Saturday morning came. I was out there in the yard. They usually do their own yard work. They didn't do it. I said, okay. Sunday afternoon came. Nothing. I said, all right, I know what time it is. Sunday came. Bright and early, I was out there waiting. Nobody came out. I think they got up early and went over to somebody else's house. There was nobody home. They came in late. But you know what? They all got up Monday morning and went to work. You know what I did? I got a couple of guys around the way, a whole lot of them, because that tree trunk was heavy. And it was about maybe 30 of us. And it was still hard. We got up under that tree trunk and we lifted that tree trunk up and we put it over on the other side in their yard. Yes, we did. It bent the fence a little bit, but so what, that's the price because that side of the fence wasn't ours. It was a chain link fence and the pole was bent in like that, a little dent, wasn't even much, didn't break anything. So I'm done. That Monday night, I hear numbers screaming, oh, oh, look what he did, it's wrong, it's wrong. You see, people who have a twisted sense of who you are to them and a sense of entitlement to your resources, they think you have to pay the tab for all of their shortcomings. You're going to use me like that and not either compensate me or take care of what I took care of, which was really your responsibility because of that tree fell. It could have went through one of my windows. It could have damaged my house. And so many squirrels were coming because the branches were scraping up again. And I wasn't even sweating that. Squirrels gonna go where they want to go, right? But um, let's check the time again. Okay. So they learned the lesson, and they were mad with me behind that. And every time I saw them, I smirked. I tried to still be cool with them to a point. Like, okay, hey, how you doing? And I'm victorious looking at you and they're looking all funny. Stay that way. Stay that way. Stay that way. Now you know about me, how I'll do you. I got a long fuse. I'll reach out to you. But if you have to cut off, see ya. Because I'm self-sustaining mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. When you come together with a person who is of a kindred spirit, it's a joy if it's really clean and pure. When they're clean and pure with their intentions and now you can share each other. Share each other's energy. Share each other's conversation. Share each other's essence. Ooh, it's a beautiful thing. 
It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. But you're only going to have that when you get rid of these toxic people, dysfunctional people, and people who want to remain lovers and intimate friends with their past traumas. And when you leave them, they will cuss you, they will lie on you and say how terrible you are. You did this to them. You will actually inherit the reason why they're tra traumatized. If they were traumatized 25 years ago, they're going to blame you for it because you're not sitting there wallowing in their twisted, delusional world. And I'm always talk about it because I know some people who have some rules in their life and some, some ways about them. And you're like, they perform and act so nice and sweet and loving in the outside world. And they're, they're some of the most oof, twisted, uh, uh, dysfunctional. I can't say, look, I need to just have a show where I say, Welcome to the next episode of Rooftop Perspectives, your last curve, dysfunction, dysfunction, dys and just say it 500 times, or just say it for an hour. There's so many people out here who are not doing right by themselves, and they expect you to pick up the tab. Do you know any people like that? Are you still around people like that? Now, there's certain situations where you got to pull your head up out of the lion's mouth real slow. Legalities and different things, I understand that. But once you identify what it is, you don't want that around you. People who will not vibe with you encourage you as you encourage them. Be there for you as you have been there for them. Do little spiteful things and when they realize, hey, this ain't working. Hey, I ain't cooking them no dinner. But then they see you in the morning time with a full stomach. And you didn't touch one dish or anything where you want. Be that way, but when you're blessed with a way out in life, again, emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually, or financially, and it's given to you as a gift, after all you've given, you don't have to share that gift with anyone else but the intended person that you are and the others in your tight circle who really mean you good. Once they show they don't mean you any good, they're gone. And you have a right to have a life where you pursue your happiness, your dreams, your visions, and the things that you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody. And never, ever, ever make anybody make you feel guilty because of that. No. So this is why I come to the rooftop and feel the winds and fly high and enjoy my new life because within this year, I've done a lot of house cleaning. I got a lot of demons out of my life. A lot of evil entities out of my life. And it's a beautiful thing. So continue to know that no matter what age you are, you can always go higher. No matter what age you are, you can always dream high and have the visions to work toward. Because you were made for a special reason on this earth. You weren't made to be somebody else's footstool or somebody else's do-boy or somebody else's minion. You're made to shine. Your seeds were meant to be planted, to grow toward the sun. They talk about overpopulation. You know what? It's funny because I don't see it that I'm shoulder to shoulder with anybody. They say that myth to scare you, to ration you, to population control. We understand that. But have you ever gone to a crowded uh, uh, concert where maybe you're on a hill slightly where the head in front of you doesn't block your view? 
everybody has their own view. This is how they make these stadiums, these sporting arenas where it's kind of steep so the person in front of you doesn't block your view. But if we were to be shoulder to shoulder across the planet, so tight with, with the person who's next to us, we can't even lift our arms up. If you look up to the sun, the sun shines on everybody. There's enough sun to go around to shine on everybody. So therefore, we are not overpopulated. Therefore, know that you have your own direct communication with your creator, your own direct instructions on what you're supposed to do for your specific mission. And never let anybody minimize your mission because what you're here to do, you may not even know it yet, but it is very important in the whole overall scheme of things. Never make anybody feel that you're less important and they can push their chest up and you're the one or they're the one that has to speak for you and you have to go down and bow down because of their narcissistic tendencies and the sociopathic selves that you must relegate yourself to a bottom status on sight. I am great. Me, Lance Skurve, I'm great. But you are great too. But you could never be great if you hold on to the toxins and these hidden agendas and secret motivations to control and rule over people and you want this attention, whatever. I can see that a mile away and I don't want to be around that. Understand that. Anyway, like I always say, salute to my brothers and much love mwah, to my sisters. And I want us to continue to ascend. And while I am all for the ascension of the total black community worldwide, you must understand that some of us are very stubborn and all of us are not going to make it. So if I see that you're going to be the stubborn one like that state exam that we all had to take back in the days to graduate, 100 questions, you got an hour. If you have problem with that one question, don't stay on it too long. Move on to the other ones you can answer. And if you have time, come back for it. If you don't want to be saved, if you don't want to ascend, I'm not saying I'm the one who's your savior. No, I'm not saying that. But if you want to be stubborn and get in my way, I'm going to go back, leave you there, and if I have time, I'll come back to see if you want to change your mind and ascend. And we share and we help each other and we heal. If you don't want to heal, stay where you are. I got things to do and places to go and a whole lot of life to live. Anyway, Lance Gerv out. Much love to you. Leave your comments in the bottom. And remember, you must always register with LanceGerv.com. I'll put up information to show you how to do it. At first, all you have to do is send me an email to lance at lancegerve.com and give me a preferred username and your email address and that's all you have to do okay i want to always say that but i hope these words have helped you or help you to see a different point of view i'm not saying i know everything but a little bit i do know i don't mind sharing it's always a pleasure and i hope this video has reached you with the best of health prosperity and success on nature's term and not the engineered world because it's nature at the end of the day that's the visible manifestation of our God, our collective God, no matter what you call him. We're not going to roll around in the sand for that. But surely there has to be somebody greater than us that made us to who we are. We just didn't fall out of the sky like this. Don't you ever believe that. In the spiritual realm, it's around you alive and well. Learn how to tap into that to, to, to assist your gift of discernment so you know who's who even if they don't open your mouth so you're not shocked when they reveal their face. Never shocked. I haven't really been shocked in, I'd say, about 15 years. 16, 15, 16 years. Any other thing that happened to me? I saw it a long time ago. I can read people like a cheap novel. And they get shocked when they say, man, you know all this about me already? The 
makes him feel naked in the worst ways. All right? So take care. Keep coming to the shows. And um, subscribe to everything Landscurve. We have an app. Subscribe to that. Download that. It's free. And it's not bootleg. Everything that we do, we're here to uplift and make you, make you think and stimulate thought and motivate. And that's the biggest thing. To become incrementally better than we were the day before. What more can we ask for? At the same time, enjoy life. Enjoy that good food. Enjoy a good night's sleep. And if you can enjoy a good orgasm, do that too. Because that's a gift. And I think right now, I'm going to go and enjoy all them things in a little while. Anyway, much love to you all. Lance Gerv out. Peace.